0: If there are two things that are for certain in my life right now, it is that one, I'm really trying to prioritize the food that I put in my body because I know what I feed myself. I end up feeding baby Poppy. And two, I do not have a lot of time. And even if I have aspirations of having these great balanced meals, sometimes I just do not have enough time perfect for us. So head to factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to use code inminutes50 to get 50% off your first month plus 20% off your next month. That's code inminutes50 at factormeals.com slash inminutes50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Mindful in Minutes podcast. Today, we are doing a freeform episode and we're going to be talking all about souls, how to work with the soul, how to connect with the soul. Soul work is something that I personally feel really strongly and passionately about all the way back when I started teaching yoga and eventually grew into meditation and even before that, I was so interested in this idea of the soul and like the depth within and how to connect and live from this space. It's actually part of the reason why I started a yoga practice was to connect with something deeper. And it is a big piece of my meditation practice and staying connected to that soul space, because I believe that living from this space can transform your life. So here's what I'm kind of thinking for the rundown is we're going to start with the what of souls and soul work, and then we'll talk about maybe why incorporating some of this work or connection can change you, why you may want to consider doing it or doing more of it. Then we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that you can do to connect with your soul, really simple grounded practices, because you know, around here, I always like to keep it simple because I think it's hard to implement things if they're really complex. I also think you're less likely to do it, although maybe this is just me. (laughs) like If something feels like it's going to be a really big, heavy lift, um, I am a little more resistant to it. But if it feels like this small little micro habit or this little thing that I can incorporate into my day, it feels much more manageable and I'm much more likely to do it and ultimately stick with it. And then I wanted to share the inspiration behind the soul guidance meditation deck that I created. I want to talk specifically about the creative process and the inspiration for that particular project and why I felt so strongly to do it, especially like a DIY version. Um, So yeah, how does that sound? Does that sound good? (laughs) Um, Well, ready or not, here I come. I I don't know why, but that's the thing that I started saying. I teach a class, a Monday morning class. It's kind of like a physically really vigorous class. And since it's Monday mornings, I'm like, okay, guys, are we ready? And everyone's like, you know, they're like, eh. they have that that Monday morning energy. I'm just like, ready or not, here I come. (laughs) You know, sometimes things just kind of come out of your mouth. And you're like, where did that come from? So ready or not, here I come, guys, talking about the soul. So at the very top, just like I mentioned, um, I do have that soul guidance meditation deck available. You heard me talk about it in Sunday's meditation or whenever you're listening to this, the meditation before this episode in your feed. And the thing that's really cool about this is that a lot of you have been helping me create it. I had some of you help me. um, I had this big list of topics. You helped me kind of like edit it down for like what should go on the cards, choose like the styling of it, um, what the front of the box looks like, all of that. It's been such a journey. I've been working on it since November and it like it was just delivered to my house like a couple, not even a couple weeks ago, I think at the beginning of this month. Um, And then I have had to... Talk about a journey. It has been a journey for me to figure out how to just this whole process, which I'll talk about at the end of the episode, but something that like I've personally really been, I don't know if I would say, yeah, I've been enjoying it. Actually, now I think mostly enjoying sometimes wanting to like rip my hair out and being like, this is the reason I have meditation in my life. Um, But I kind of have this like problem where I, I, I really believe that anything I put my mind to, I can achieve. And anything is like, you can kind of figure out anything. Of course, I'm talking within like, you know, limitations, um, you know, realistic limitations. However, if I get an idea in my head and I'm like, I am feeling called to create a meditation deck, often what I will do, and part of this I, I recognize is, you know, a piece of it is impulsiveness which comes, you know, comes with ADHD. But I, if I really feel pulled to do something, I will just figure out how to do it. And it has been way more challenging than I thought more fun than I thought. And I spent so much time yesterday. I'm just going to share this because I just feel like I need someone to talk to for a second. (laughs) I spent so much time yesterday figuring out how to have like an actual thing and how to like get it on a website, which I figured out a few days ago, be able to accept orders, which is a whole thing. I've only ever done like you know digital stuff, online stuff. Then somehow sync that up to like a shipping thing. And then I got this cool like label printer. Like I figured out somehow how to magically link all these these things together. Granted it took me several hours, but I did figure it out. I just feel like a lot of googling, YouTube videos, tutorials. <laughs> like for the most part things are figure outable as long as you just keep trying different things until you figure it out or eventually you get stuck and you ask for help. Um, But I'm kind of proud of myself. Uh, I was feeling a little, you know, a little, um, I don't even know what the word was. I was kind of in a weird headspace by the end of it because I was just like, ah. And like you go online and you watch these like TikToks of people where they're like, come package an order with me. And it seems like this, so it takes them like two seconds to just like do the order. And then magically the shipping label is there and then they put it on and then they drop it off. And I thought, oh, that looks so easy. And it does look easy when they do it. However, I'm here to tell you, maybe this is just me, but actually setting it up and getting all of the little pieces, the different websites to talk to each other and then to talk to the printer and then all of that. It was really challenging, but I actually really enjoyed it because I felt like it was good for me and good for my brain to like think outside of the box for a little bit and basically like learn a new skill. So anyways, thank you guys for listening. did that that's what i did yesterday and i was just like oh my gosh you know it just feels good sometimes to like learn a new skill and to do something that's challenging even if you don't go into it thinking it's going to be challenging at least i think so all right circling it back bringing it back kelly so i want to talk about kind of the what of souls and souls work right so this is like you know Where did the idea of souls come from? And if you Google this, which I did, where (laughs) did the idea of souls come from? You're going to get a lot of really interesting, albeit somewhat conflicting, pieces of information. Um, But after going through a deep dive down a little rabbit hole, I would say the mostly accepted consensus is that. The concept of the soul, or as we know it, or like kind of a named thing, like the soul, um, started as mainly a religious and a philosophical concept. So there is evidence with the ancient Egyptians and some even earlier civilizations, mostly through like art depictions that they believed in the concept of the soul, or they may not have had that word for it. Um, the concept of a part of you or like in essence or something that is you, but it's separate from your physical body. Um. So my friend Gina Sear, who has been on this podcast before, she's the one that does the past life regression work. We're doing the retreat in June together. She does a lot of soul work, soul memory work. It's very cool. She also has a podcast called Past Lives and the Divine. It's great, I love it. But she always refers to our bodies as our like earth suits, which I love. And so this idea of like, we have kind of our like earth suits or like body suits, but then there's this piece of us that is separate from that physical body. And this idea goes all the way back to the ancient Egyptians and possibly even earlier where we have this kind of separate thing that can transcend or live beyond the physical body. So if you're curious about like past life work, which is which, like in a nutshell, this is like the very, very like past lives 101 definition of it. But basically my understanding, I've done quite a few sessions. I really enjoy it. I find it to be useful in my life. But it's like your soul can have memories. So if your mind has memories of this life in your earth suit, that the idea behind it is that your soul, right, if it's kind of um, infinite, where the body is finite, the soul can have its own memories. And through kind of this past life regression work, you can recall some of those memories. So this is where I'm going to hit my quick little like pause button, not to tell you about how challenging it was to get different websites to talk to each other and a printer. (laughs) But this is where I'm going to put my, my pause button where I encourage you and I welcome you to listen to what I'm sharing about this and take what resonates and leave what doesn't resonate. I'm not saying that you know whatever you believe around soul work like I feel like there's there's room and I think I'm positive I've said this before there is room for what you believe in this I like to gather information from a lot of different places a lot of different resources a lot of different you know ideas and i think that when you're on your own personal journey that you can keep what resonates and you can release what doesn't and those things can change over time like in your lifetime or over a period of time that's perfectly fine i think it's you know i think it's a sign of evolution to kind of maybe change your ideas and your beliefs sometimes but you know just take all of this as it is and if it resonates amazing if you're like you know i don't know if i believe in the soul or I am really not down with past life regression work, then don't worry about it. Then you just like, let that go. If you don't believe in the souls and you don't believe in past life regression, feel free to still listen to this because I think it's kind of interesting. But um, I will just (laughs) assume that I will not be shipping you a soul guidance meditation deck and I will not be seeing you in British Columbia in June with Gina to do a soul retreat, which is fine. I still love you and I'm so grateful that you're here. But I just want to put that in here because I know that for a lot of people, and this too, um, as I was doing like this research and diving into like the concept of the soul, where it came from, it is mostly a religious and a philosophical concept. And there's different interpretations of like, is there a soul? Does it exist? Like, what is it? Where does it come from? And I honor whatever it is that you believe around that. I personally feel like the soul is just the way i I wrote some notes down but the way that i think of it is like if our body is the light bulb like the soul is the electricity that lights it up like i think it's like our essence like our purest i sometimes will call this like the true self or like the wisest self the soul space i kind of use all of these interchangeably but the information that I've gathered for my own personal beliefs does come from research, but a lot of it comes from my own personal lived experience and my own meditation practice, my own soul work. And so the conclusions that I've come to may be different than the conclusions that you've come to. And I think that's perfectly fine. That's there is space here for differing beliefs. There always is. And I honor and support you. Um, so, yeah. All right. Let's see here. Where did I leave off in my bullet points? Because you guys know if I don't have some bullet points, this train is going to go off the tracks. Oh, yeah. I left off at earth suits. Um, So we are this idea of like having, like I said, a finite body or earth suit and then having a piece of us that is infinite, that can supersede life and death and the physical body. That is like this idea of the soul. And we see it across a lot of different religious and philosophical beliefs, like different interpretations of it. But when you really boil it down just to like bare bones, like basic, it's this idea that there is something in us. There's a depth within us, a thing that is separate from our physical bodies and that that thing If it's the soul, if it's whatever you want to call it, um, that that is kind of what brings life to the earth suit, to the body. Like I said, if the body is the light bulb, the soul is the electricity that lights it up and makes it work. Now, Plato was the one who popularized soul theory. Like that's when we really get like this word, like soul theory. And it's really the concept, just what I describe, of there being a part of us that is Light, divine, infinite, a spark. And this is something this theory continues to evolve and be omnipresent today. Um, But Plato is, you know, one of the first people to really kind of give us like a theory or like an idea or anything like that. Um, My personal belief is that there is sort of, or the way that I describe This sort of body versus soul is that there is sometimes the us that shows up and the world sees, but then there is a deeper, authentic essence within that is just kind of like pure. It's like the authentic self. It is the highest self. It's our truest being And I will use all of these words interchangeably for the soul, but I do think that these terms are all describing the same kind of thing where like we can change our physical bodies. We can look a different way. We can act a different way. Like our physical bodies can be very adaptable. They can change. Things can happen to them. Our souls, however, I think the soul that we are born with, like that is it. Like you have that soul and you really can't change it like you can connect to it but i think of it as like this is like the deepest like most pure form of like who we are i also my personal belief against take it or leave it i do think that we are all i do think that like our souls are innately good and like they are kind of light beings that they are like loving and light and good um but then of course you know there's you know so much if you ever want to go down a rabbit hole you guys um, a deep dive, like looking at this idea of like, are we born good or are our souls good? But then, you know, our minds or, you know, the world around us kind of changes. It, it's really fascinating stuff, you guys. We're not going to get into it here. My personal belief is that the soul is good and it's light, it's pure, it's, you know, it's deep. There is depth to it. It's complex. It's um, It's beautiful. And that we sometimes we begin our lives usually connected to our souls, right? I look at pork chop and the I mean, he is who he is. He is, you know, a piece of work. He is um amazing, fantastic, all the things. But like if you ever spend time with little kids. They are really connected to like their truest, most authentic selves. But then as we live lives, we get bigger, we start to detach from our soul space. We like soul work isn't really encouraged. It's not like, you know, you're going to school, at least not where I went to school. They're not going to school and they're like, okay, kids, let's learn how to connect with our most authentic, beautiful selves today. And, you know, there's, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. I'm just saying that like as we grow up, this type of work, this connection isn't very, like, it's not really encouraged. And what is encouraged is how do we kind of present ourselves, our, you know, our body, our appearance, our, you know, the way we interact with people, the way that we are, like our outward facing self, that is really focused on and encouraged, but there isn't a lot of encouragement or tools around, but how do you connect with your inner self, right? How do you connect with your soul work? So. Typically, as we age, we tend to feel a little bit more disconnected from that deep soul space. And the tricky part is, you know, you can't just like go and like get an x-ray of your soul or get like a, a diagnosis of, you know, these are the exact steps to heal your soul if you're feeling disconnected or it's feeling broken or whatever it is. It's like you have to cultivate some of these introspective tools and a big piece of soul work comes down to your own personal interpretation. So I will say right now, my overthinkers, my perfectionists, which I I know you guys are there. I actually, I hear from you guys a lot via email <laughs> and there's so much love in my heart for you guys of, you know, am I, questions around, am I doing this right? Um, I know we're out there. And if you are that person, there is nothing wrong with that, but just know that you're going to have to do your best when you do soul work, there really isn't like a quote right way to do it. You're going to have to just do your best, let it be what it is, and let go of some of that control if possible. So this can be challenging if you have a tendency to, um, you know, you just have a tendency towards perfectionism or wanting to do things quote the right way or follow a certain like plan or certain steps. When you're working with the soul, that doesn't really exists it's such a personal thing it's a journey it's a slow connection that you're building or rebuilding with someone and yeah so if you are embarking on soul work I think it goes you know without saying that you do have well you usually begin with some kind of a belief in the soul otherwise you know there's no point in you to try to connect with something that you don't think that exists and that's fine Um, but I think of soul work is kind of this like interpersonal and also like spiritual maintenance in a way. I think of the relationship that we have with our true selves, with our souls as being very much like a relationship that we have with with anyone else. It's going to build over time. You're going to connect with them. You're going to communicate with them. You're going to learn what they like. And over time, you will start to build a really deep, meaningful connection that requires continual, you know, communication, like honest communication, both ways, connection, spending time together, that sort of stuff. Soul work to me is very much like connection and maintenance like you would have in any other relationship. How do you feel when you hear that sound? imagine you feel good because that is the best kind of notification. That sound means there is another sale on Shopify and it's the moment that another business dream becomes reality. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Now, whether you're selling meditation decks and books like I am, or maybe you're selling something like custom engraved charcuterie boards, Shopify simplifies selling online and in person so you can can focus on successfully growing your business. Shopify covers every sales channel from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. It even lets you sell across social media marketplaces like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, Shopify is there to support your success every day Step of the way. And one thing that I really appreciate about Shopify is that 24 7 help and support, and that there's also that library. So even if you aren't very tech savvy, which I am not, you can still learn how to do this and you can revolutionize your business in an easy and clear way. And now it's your turn to get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is possibility powered by Shopify. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/mindful. Go to shopify.com/mindful to take your business to the next level today. shopify.com/mindful this show is brought to you by BetterHelp. Now getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process especially because we're always growing and changing just like you heard me talk about a moment ago about creating this internal maintenance and dialogue with yourself is a lifelong process and therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or why we react the way we do until we talk through some things which is where BetterHelp comes in. It helps connect you with a license therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery and help deepen your own personal relationship with yourself wherever you are. You guys know I am a big fan of therapy. I think it really helps. I really enjoy having an objective perspective so I can bounce ideas off of people, maybe have someone just give me a new view of a problem that I'm having. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Just visit betterhelp.com minutes today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash minutes. Okay, we are back from a break, or if you're listening on Patreon, no break for you. You didn't even know anything just happened there. All right, now I want to dive into Soul Work 101, or like the why. So why do people do soul work? Why do they want to connect with this space? And people do it for many different reasons. But I would say from just my personal experience, by and large, people want to connect with their souls or do soul work because they feel disconnected from it they feel like something is off something is you know wrong or out of whack or they just they don't feel aligned and connected to like who they really are they don't know who they really are and this makes sense because if you know again we have the body the life is a light bulb you might be looking at it and be like okay well here's the light bulb everything looks okay but like where's the light and it's because the electricity is missing that spark that you know whatever it is that that essence within that that is missing and we can tell when that's missing like it just doesn't feel good maybe we have more awareness of when it's not there but we don't Know how to get it back. So, from my personal experience, I hear this from a lot of students, a lot of clients. It comes up all the time on retreats, even if it isn't necessarily a retreat around soul work or like the soul. It it comes up every single time, and it's because when you feel like you're disconnected or something's missing or something's broken or there's some healing or work that needs to be done, it. It kind of ripples out into every part of your life. Like you just feel drained and disconnected and inauthentic or it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel fulfilling. So I hear this from a lot of people where they'll come and even if we aren't necessarily talking about that particular thing, they'll be curious and want to know, want to gain tools for their toolbox about how they can reconnect or maybe connect for what feels like the first time with that soul space because when we live in alignment with our souls it doesn't necessarily always make life easier it does tend to make life a little bit happier and more fulfilling but what i will say is when you start to live in alignment with your soul when you start connecting with your soul space sometimes it can naturally feel like a snake that's shedding its skin where you will have to release some of the old because you're realizing things that you were doing, people you are with, habits that you have, whatever it was, they really aren't serving you or fulfilling your soul space. Um, sometimes the soul asks you to do challenging things. Like, for example, if you ever want to feel like, um, you know, if you ever want to, like, rock the boat, try to do something that fills up your soul, but, like, that other people don't approve of, for example... <laughs> like graduate from college and then tell everyone that you want to be a yoga instructor, that you want to open a yoga studio, that you want to go live with monks and meditate. Um, That at least when I did it 10-ish years ago, that was like a one-way ticket to like friction and disapproval. I got a lot of like, why don't you get a real job or go get an MBA or Well, you're just doing that until one day you can be a doctor's wife, like just really kind of like not great comments about it. However, I knew that in my soul, like that's what I was being pulled to do. And there was definitely like a little bit of, you know, shedding the old there. It was like, okay, now I know like these are the people that support me living in alignment with my soul. And these are the people that do not. Or these are the things that contribute to my happiness and my well-being. And these are the things that do not. And that can be a natural process of it, but I just want to make everyone aware that that can happen and that it often does happen. However, a big piece of that is like, yeah, it hurts and it stings when you try to live more in alignment with your soul and people are maybe not as supportive of that. But it's also really cool when you see the people that are supportive of that and you're like, oh, you are like, really, really wonderful and great. And like your connections with those people just get even deeper. And I think that we're becoming more familiar and comfortable with this idea of like a soul or a true self or like embarking on soul work or a soul journey for deeper connection, like healing past, present hurt and trauma, things like that. Like I think, you know, the experience that I had nearly a decade ago may, i I don't know. Maybe it's not as relevant as it is today. I do think that collectively we're just more aware and we're more open to this type of work than we were like a decade ago, which I think is really great. Um, But yeah. So sometimes, you know, to go back to why people do this, it's, it's almost always from my experience, at least when I hear about it, people feel sad, they feel hurt, they feel in a funk, they feel confused, um, they feel like disconnected from themselves, and they want to find more authenticity and fulfillment and happiness. That's what I hear most commonly, but there are many, many reasons why people may embark on a soul journey or do some soul work. This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth, and I'm thrilled to tell you about them because I've loved Cozy Earth since before they even sponsored this podcast. Now, Cozy Earth creates these luxurious bedding products. We are talking about like the softest bed sheets you have ever felt in your life. I'm speaking from experience. Also, these amazing like sleepwear products, loungewear, like anything that you need to create this amazing soft, cozy sleep sanctuary in your this wonderful cozy earth gift and let's be honest mom deserves it so head over to cozyearth.com and use promo code mindful for an exclusive 35 percent off soft as a mother's touch cozy earth wishes you a happy mother's day if i could go back and do one thing differently when i was starting this podcast i would have set up my online store right away because as this podcast began to grow and i had dreams of different products the things that really held me back from starting that was like It could be I didn't know about Shopify yet, but thankfully you can learn from my mistake and sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash mindful, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash mindful now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash mindful. And you don't need a reason or anyone's permission to do soul work. Like this is all about you. This is about reconnecting, reclaiming, and loving a part of you that exists within, like, this really beautiful, special, pure, unique, one-of-a-kind part of you. And, like, you get to connect with that and, like, reclaim that and live from that space if you want. You don't need anyone else's permission to do it. You don't even need a reason. If you want to do it, go do it. And often people want to connect to their soul, but the big piece is that they just don't know how, which is where I often you know, get questions in DMs or emails or private clients or people on retreat, whatever it is, is that they know that there's like that something's missing there. They feel disconnected. They know they want to reconnect, but they don't know how. So let's talk about that. How do you connect with the soul? How do you start doing, again, simple little things to connect back to that soul space? So, of course, the first one is going to be meditation. This is I'm going to circle back on this one. Um 'cause it's a big piece as to why I created the deck was because like meditation has been paramount in my ability to connect with myself to live from my soul space. So we're gonna circle back on that one. But that's like the big big. Um going outside. Connecting with nature. There is a reason that when people go outside, they feel good, they feel connected, they feel at ease often. Like nature is a great place to connect with your soul. I think there's just a lot of kind of energetic alignment between the soul space and nature. Um, Building a relationship with your soul. So what this looks like is trying to get to know your soul a little bit, like being inquisitive. What is it like? What makes it happy? What does it not like? Um, What energizes it? Those types of things, like where do I feel closest to my soul? Like being inquisitive about that relationship is a form of soul work um, that you can do kind of every day, like ask yourself one little question about it. Another thing is soul writing, journaling, and free writing. So I know in the past I've said, like I'm not a journaler, and I've kind of changed my mind on that. (laughs) I'm not like fully a journal I I changed my mind on that because I have always been a soul writer and a free writer and I think that at when I said those things I was like I you know I I never really have been much of a journaler I had a very narrow view of like what journaling would be but I have the more soul work that I do and the more connection to self that I do the more powerful I feel writing journaling free writing, like just pen to paper work is extremely beneficial in that. It's something I've really been cultivating um, in my own personal practice for a while. So I've definitely started to enjoy it a little bit more. You know, list making just pen to paper, like for me, writing is a great outlet and communication um, opportunity for my soul. So that's something if you're a writer, a journaler, and it doesn't have to be complex. You don't have to sit down and journal for 30 minutes every day. Um, it could be maybe you just journal on one of those questions, you know, what makes my soul happy? It can be simple. Um, but I found that especially around soul work um, and also around anxiety to be really powerful. Um, you can do small soul feeding practices like practicing gratitude every morning, doing something that you love like any of those little uplifting things that you can do, you know, is like this, big piece of nourishment for the soul and it's hard for me to say exactly what that is because it'll be different for everyone it might be like listening to music or going for a walk or sitting quietly or reading a book like those those little things that almost feel like kind of sweet little indulgences that we don't do often even though they're like simple we always kind of push them down to like the bottom of the list because it's like not a top priority but doing something like that every day. Is a really great way to connect with your soul space. You can do specific soul work. Like I mentioned, that might be like a past life regression session, that may be a soul healing session, a retrieval session. There's a lot of people out there that do a lot of work in this. Um, My piece of advice, not that you asked for it, but I'm going to give it, is that you just do research into the person and that you feel comfortable with the person who's leading the session. Because soul work is so personal, it's so intimate. You need to feel like you have a good connection and a trust and you feel good about embarking on that journey and in that work with another individual before you do it if that makes sense Um, trust your gut if you will soul work can come in a form of other spiritual or possibly even religious practices depending on what you believe your devotional practice your religious practice may already have some soul connection work in it which is great guided meditations. I have many on this podcast that are specifically around soul, soul connection, soul guidance, um, soul, like speaking to the soul. And the reason that I think guided meditations can be so powerful is because it can be hard to know like, okay, I want to meditate and do soul work, but like, how do I actually do that? And so having a soul specific guided meditation, whether it's for me or someone else, um, where someone is kind of, taking you on that journey can be a great way to consciously go there. Another form of meditation that you can do that's really helpful and powerful specifically when connecting to the soul space is doing something that's called open monitoring meditation, which is where you quiet the mind, you kind of get to that still space and then you can do a little bit of a, and there's different versions of open monitoring meditation. This is just a version where you kind of do like a, like a question and answer of sorts, but you don't necessarily, you just can kind of openly ask a question like, soul, what do you need today? And then you just kind of sit and be, and maybe information comes, maybe however you get information from the soul, which I think it's important to make a note here that like everyone's soul speaks in a little bit of a different way. So sometimes you'll see signs, sometimes it'll sound more like a voice, sometimes it'll just feel like a deep knowing. Um, you know, sometimes it's through writing, like each soul has kind of a different language or a preferred form of communication. Um, but you can do like just some open monitoring meditation, kind of just ask a question and then sit and be and see what happens. Um, you can do a daily soul check-in and reflection. This is something that I incorporated into the deck. And, you know, again, before we dive into, you know, my little deck baby, does that sound right? (laughs) Before I share this thing that I'm really excited about, I want to, you know, a couple little caveats of soul work. Number one, do not overthink it. I know I said that before, but I'm going to say it again. Do not overthink it. There is not a quote right way or like an answer key that you're going to have to know if you got it right. They're like soul and intuition are very closely related. And just like if you're working on building your intuition, um, sometimes you're going to have to just trust that what you heard or the message you received or the guidance that you got that it just it is what it is. Don't overthink it. Um, Soul work is continual. It's gradual. It's a daily practice, just like building a relationship with anyone else. And, you know, just like you can't eat like one serving of vegetables and like lift one single weight and then hope to get like a full, you know, physical body transformation. This is something where you can't, you know, you can't just ask your soul one question and then be like, oh my gosh, we're so connected. I live from this space every single day. My soulmate is myself. Um, It's just like, this gradual thing that you have to build over time and then continue to have maintenance throughout. So those are my little like um, soul work, like PSAs, I guess. All right. So I want to tell you guys about the deck, not because I'm like, everyone, listen, buy this deck. Like if you want one, they are available. You know where to find them. They're on the website. The link is in the show notes. If you're free and called, go for it. Um, I would love to, you know, share one with you. I would love to box one up and ship it to you. Um, Some of you, I've been working as, you know, my tangent at the beginning. You now know I'm, like, processing these orders. Some of you are getting some bonus stickers from Porkchop. He wanted to help this morning, and he did some really unique, like, sticker placement. We're very into owls right now, so they're owl stickers. Um, So some of you will get an extra special decorated package uh, courtesy of Porkchop. So just, you know. If you're like, why did I get this little package with <laughs> yoga for you branding and an owl sticker on it? That is from Pork Tom. All right. So I want to talk about this deck because I'm really excited about it. Also, it's something that like for me, this is like creativity has always been an expression of my own personal soul work. So I decided to embark on this journey, on this process, which like I learned so much just like you heard me talk about again this is the last time i'm going to mention getting all the websites and the printer and everything to talk to each other but for me i have always found like doing something new and challenging is really good for me again it's new and it's challenging so it's not always pleasant but i've always found it's like really just good for me like mentally emotionally and i found that personally this idea of soul work this idea of like the soul, it's its not only something that is present a lot in my own personal practice and my own personal work, but it's a topic that comes up like more frequently than almost any other topic when I'm working, you know, in a professional space. Even if people hear what I do like at a party, a lot of times we'll talk about like souls, from um, mom retreats, emails and DMs that I get from you guys, whatever it is, like requests that I get all the time. And it just, it comes up all of the time. The number one thing that I hear people say is that they feel like they aren't connected to their soul or they're living in alignment with their soul, but they don't know where to start and they don't know how to connect. And I get it. It is easy to overthink or feel like you're misinterpreting signals or to feel like there's just a lot of guesswork in connecting with the soul space. I really felt this way when I was trying to connect with my true self, which really started when I was sort of embarking on deepening my yoga practice, even before I started teaching. But then that then only got deeper as I continue to teach and like finding my voice as a teacher, also finding my voice and like my identity, I guess, as a person, like not as, you know, the, the light bulb, but like my identity as like a light bulb lit up by electricity. And it is a gradual thing. And it, it like I could tell that something was off and that I wasn't living like who I was meant to to be living. I wasn't living from that space, but I like didn't really know how to connect. So I know that it's really challenging. And I hear that from a lot of you as well. So this is something that's been in the back of my mind for years. And one day during meditation, I was just sitting, I wasn't even meditating on soul stuff. I was just meditating. And I felt pulled to create a simple tool that took the guesswork out of connecting with the soul and to just make it easier. Um, So (laughs) like I said, I suffer from this thing of like, I don't know, I'm just like, well, if I want to do it, I'll just find a way to do it. Um, And it may not be the, you know, smoothest way to do it or the fastest way to do it, but I will find a way to do it if I'm feeling called to do something. So I felt called to create this tool, this soul connection tool, didn't know what it was yet and when I pursue something I pursue it full steam ahead and sometimes it works out well sometimes it is a flop sometimes it's like I don't know just it is what it is but like when I feel called to do something I do it because it feels like there is this need that I have to fulfill through creation that makes sense maybe that sounds cheesy I don't know it's an honest answer even if it's a cheesy answer so I was like okay so I was feeling called to create this tool and so I did what I always do, which is I sat and I meditated. And then I started to free write ideas and, you know, different ways that I could kind of create this tool. Like, what does it look like? Is it a meditation series? Is it a a certain retreat? Like, like what is this? And then I wrote down deck. And when I saw that, I was like, that's it. And it just kind of clicked in place. And I envisioned a meditation deck where you could just like take a few deep breaths, you could connect with your soul and then you could just pull a card or two that helps to kind of translate or I guess um, interpret what the soul is saying or craving or needing. So I imagined it kind of like if the soul was whispering to you, this deck would be like putting on the closed caption so that it would be easier to understand What it was saying, and that it could be a starting point and this small little kind of micro thing that you could do to start connecting with the soul. So I started with the art for the deck. I was like, okay. And I really envisioned like watercolors, like fluid, um, kind of this like, I don't know, like cloud. like quality, that's what I just imagined in my head that the soul is like. And so I reached out to a local artist, also a friend um, here in Minneapolis, who I already knew and I loved her work. Her name is Bree Harrington. I will put her information in the show notes too. Um, but I, she's a wonderful, like so talented in her art. I loved her watercolor. She also is a yogi and practices meditation. So I, out of the blue, I was like, hey. Brie, I have this idea. Would you ever want to create some art for it? What do you think? Because again, everything is, you can figure out anything, right? Just put yourself out there and be like, hey, what do you think about this? And she was very into it. She was like, I love this. You know, I'm feeling really inspired by this project. So we decided we we're going to work on it together. So her process was which is kind of cool. And I love hearing about other people's creative process because it's always so unique. It's like she had me send over a bunch of words of like how I wanted people to feel when they looked at this deck. And then she she personally meditates as her own meditation. And then she creates art based on the words of how I want people to feel and her meditation. And then she creates from the heart space. And like it was perfect. So each card in this deck has a watercolor design on one side that Brie created. And then on the other side, um, so there's 54 cards. And it's like the deck itself is smaller than a tarot deck, but larger than like a deck of like playing cards. It's kind of in between in terms of size. I wanted it to be like an easy grab and go thing. Cause you know, sometimes if you get like a deck, like an oracle deck or like a tarot deck or sometimes. Um, They're really beautiful and they're amazing, but like they're kind of big. And I personally, I don't like, I like to travel lightly. But so the size itself is kind of between like that bigger kind of like a tarot or an oracle deck. Like it's smaller than that, but it's bigger than a deck of playing cards, kind of in that in-between space. But anyways, so there's 54 of cards. Yeah, 54 cards, not 54 of cards. It's 54 cards. One side has... This has a watercolor that recreated from her meditation, space, her heart space. And then on the other side, there is a topic. Um, things like balance, wisdom, resilience, intuition, creat- creativity. again 54 cards, so 54 topics. Um, and the idea is that the topic is what the soul either needs or craves or is trying to tell you or like cultivate within. So then each card has at the top a daily reflection. So for example, there is a card in there. It's the trust card. And at the top, it has a daily reflection or something that you can contemplate. The trust card says, trust lives in the space between knowing and hope. So you can reflect on that. You can make of that what you will. And then underneath that, there is guidance, So the trust card says, if you pulled this card, your soul is telling you that it's time to trust. You may not have all the answers, but have certainty on who you are and what is happening. Um, Then there is a practice. So this particular practice is one where you kind of sink your breath up to a particular phrase to help cultivate deep trust. And then the last thing on the card is a mantra that you can use during those times you're trying to cultivate trust. So the trust card is, I trust that the universe has a plan for me. Um, and that's the layout of each card. And then each one has, like, a different topic. But, again, each topic has kind of the the reflection, um, like – the reflection, the guidance, the practice, and the mantra. And there is a card in there that tells you of, you know, a bunch of different ways that you can use this deck. The way I imagined it being used most frequently is kind of just when you need that guidance, you can kind of hold the deck, you can shuffle it, you can set the intention of like, may I get the guidance I need? Or may I get the clarity I need? Whatever your intention is. And then you can just Either pull the card that's calling to you because it has different art on it, um, or you can pull on top whichever one you want to pull. You pull a card and then it will help to interpret what the soul is trying to tell you and help make that connection deeper and that communication between you and your soul to be, you know, clear, stronger, and like a little bit more accessible. So that is my little um, meditation deck baby. I have to say, like I said a little bit ago, this is something like there's definitely times originally there's been a lot of bumps on the road for creating this. And the reason that I want to share these bumps on the road and the the challenges to creating something new is when I always want to be like transparent with you guys. I feel like this is just a space where we can all kind of be like open with each other. Um, but also, I know that there's a lot of people that have like, well, I'm sure pretty much all of us that are listening, like we have a dream and I want to share some of the bumps along the road or the challenges because often, whether it's creating something, right? If you're like, you know, you don't want to create a deck, but you want to write a book or you want to, which is a whole nother thing. I could probably make a whole nother episode on uh, writing a book um, and what that process was like and all the ups and downs on that. But anytime you have like an endeavor or a dream or something that you want to create, very rarely is it just like... And then everything just clicked into place. Like there'll be elements of that where it's like, oh, I immediately think of Brie. And so I just DM her on Instagram and be like, hey, do you like this idea? And she's like, I love this idea. Let's do it. And so sometimes it does seem like there's kind of this like guidance, right? That's kind of making things happen. But there's also a lot of bumps along the road. And like that is okay, And that is a natural process. What I'm trying to say here is do not let the bumps stop you. Bumps just make things bumpy. They, They shouldn't stop you. They just, you know, they're making sure when you're driving the car, you're still awake because it's it's a little bit bumpy. And I really think that the challenges, that the bumps, that the struggles, like they make you think differently. I think it's good for your mind too. It makes you think outside of the box, makes you be a problem solver. It also builds your own resilience and creativity in my personal opinion. So a few of the bumps along the way <laughs> that I embarked upon one, I have found that my own creative process, I found this with both the deck and um, the book, which I won't you know, talk too much about here, but it is like creativity is so hard to like turn on or off, right? It's like, sometimes it's just like, it's on it's kind of like a stream like sometimes it's you know the water's moving fast sometimes it's moving slow and i found that having kind of like specific deadlines in the creative process can be a little bit tricky because it's like oh i want to come up with something but i don't know the you know it's just not coming through or whatever um so that was like a small bump of just figuring out the creative process for something that's a little bit more specific than like leading a practice or writing a meditation like i do here every week um The logistics of figuring out how to create an actual product of like finding someone, you know, doing the artwork, but then how do you get like the artwork onto like a card and then you do the other side and then like the formatting and then you have to find someone that can like print it and box it. And then they sent all these different like paper samples and they're like, well, how thick do you want the cards to be? Do you want them to be shiny? Do you want them to be matte? Like, what kind of a box do you want? And I don't really know what I was thinking. I hadn't thought that far, but that kind of like broke my brain a little bit where I was like, ah. Um, but it, but at the same time, it was really cool because I was like, oh, my gosh, like what kind of paper do I want? Like when people are holding this in their hands, what does it feel like? Um, so that was kind of tricky. And then I ran into both a supply chain and a shipping snafu. So originally this deck I was supposed to have for you guys in January. Obviously I didn't have it for you. It wasn't ready in January because I am sharing it now in April. And it was a basically supply chain issue. The printers ran into an issue and then they took a break um, for Lunar New Year, which great, Um, you know, that's awesome. And, um, but... Basically, the cards had been printed, the cards were ready in January, and then the box hadn't been printed yet, and then there was a break, and then there was a supply chain issue, and then finally it was all ready, and then we ran into a shipping delay. And all of those things, which are, like, very much out of my control, like, I had my piece. This isn't, like, to poo-poo, like, the printers or anything like that. It's just part of the process. Like, my part of, like, creating the content was done in December, um, and it... It just didn't happen that way. It didn't happen the way that I imagined in terms of, like, the timing. And, like, that's okay. And I had to think outside of the box. I had to move things around. I had to just change my expectations and be okay with it not going exactly the way I had initially planned. And it's all all good. April is a great time to embark on soul work, too, not just January. So there are all these different bumps. And then I've already told you, I said, I wouldn't mention again here. I'm mentioning it again. (laughs) Then the logistics of like, then I have the deck and then like, how do you get like professional photos taken of it? How do you get it on a website? How do you get all these things to like talk to each other? How do you, you know, now I'm, my goal for today is I'm getting the international orders out, which is, um, you know, just a few extra steps with customs and things like that. But it's been really challenging, but really fun to kind of not have things necessarily go as smoothly as I thought, because I feel like I'm learning a lot and I'm um, just gaining new skills. And like I said, I think it's good for my brain, like my mental, emotional health to do something different. It's very frustrating at times, but um, I think it's also like really good. So I share all of that with you because I think that we sometimes hear, like we hear the inspiration for something and it's like, oh, and then magically this like product was like made or you see something on a website and you're like oh my gosh well how like what are even the steps to get from like point a to point b and there's a lot of bumps and a lot of ups and downs and like that's okay and you can do it i will i'll try to infect everyone with my like well if you just keep trying and you'll eventually figure it out if you want enough like youtube tutorials and you'll eventually figure it out like you kind of can for the most part. And so I hope that if you are feeling called to create something or do something from your heart and your soul space, like for me, that was this deck for you, that might be something completely different. I really hope that you like really give thought to creating from that soul space because usually what is created from that space is really cool. So if you're being um, drawn to this idea, I of course would love to share a deck with you. If you're like, cool I love hearing about the soul bounty the deck that's awesome too I'm so glad you're here um this is a totally DIY project um you just heard me you know I had to create print package I also like when I ordered the decks I had to order a specific number um you know and pay for them upfront which is all fine but there it like there is a finite number of decks that are available um I think about 50% of them have been claimed And I'm doing free shipping within the U.S., flat rate for international. I'm also including, like, a little handwritten note in each one. Um, Some of them have little Mila kisses on them. Some of the packages have pork chop stickers on them. So they are, you know, truly one of a kind. And before each one is sent out, like, as I hold the deck in my hands, I just set a positive intention for whoever receives that deck. um, And then I package it and put, you know, a little goodie in there and a note and um, package it up. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at with that. I am working this week to really kind of send out orders this week and next week. Um, but depending on whenever you're listening to this episode, you could always click the link and see if there's still some there. Like I said, I have I have the decks here, so I'll just I'll keep sharing them until they're gone. And all the information's in the show notes. You can always go to the website if you want to order one. And I think I just wanted to end here with a few simple tips on how to start a soul work practice, like a little wrap-up, if you will. So my tips or my final thoughts on soul work is start small, you know, take inventory of how you're feeling with your soul. Do you feel connected? Do you not feel connected? And we're taking inventory without judgment. Start small, take inventory, and then just make contact just a little bit, right? What do you like? Do a little soul meditation. Go outside. Do one little thing that like really makes you happy. Um, Soul work is a small daily practice that over time makes a huge impact, Do not overthink it. Honor what is in your soul. Don't be afraid to go there. Don't be afraid to honor that. Don't be afraid to create and live from that space. And connecting with the soul can be challenging, but it also can bring you so much peace and happiness. So if you're still here, thank you for being here. I'm really happy that you're here and I appreciate you. And that is all that I have. Thank you for spending like nearly an hour with me today. Maybe you got a good walk in or folded your laundry or something like that. Yeah, I appreciate you. I hope you have a beautiful day.